Destiny U, a place where we restore hope, ignite passions, make dreams a reality, and help you to unlock your future. Welcome to Destiny U with your host, Rich Darnell. Hello world, I'm Rich Darnell, your host and Destiny Coach. Did you know you were created for greatness? That wherever you are today and whatever you're doing is a seed of greatness when empowered with the truth found in Christ Jesus. I want to say that again. I want you to understand. I don't know what you're doing right now. It might seem insignificant. It might even seem like you're failing. But the reality is, is once you get a hold of the truth of who you are in Christ Jesus, the destiny that's been preordained before time for you, once you get a hold of that truth, nothing can stop you from becoming what God's called you to be. And it's an empowerment it's just, it's, it's freeing, it's invigorating, and it is the beginning of your greatness. See, each day you wake up is the beginning of a great day. Today is a great day because we serve a great big God who has a great big plan over an itty-bitty devil. The devil is not no weak, toothless lion. He is like a lion. He roars. He can bite. But he cannot stop what God has authored. It only takes our agreement with heaven to see the reality of heaven on earth. Today, I want to talk about betrayal and how to use it as a springboard for success instead of a, a pit of despair. Remember, I talked about the seed of greatness. Even your mistakes or things that come against you are actually when empowered with truth become the very thing that propel you to destiny but before I get into today's message I just want to thank God for Rhoda and Blaine and, and Juan over at Worship Center Radio where you can hear me every Monday and Thursday from 4 to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time and no, also I just want to realize that they have so many more powerful shows so Feel free to go over to them at worshipcenterradio.net and check out who all the people that uh, they're publishing right now to bring you messages that will help you lead a successful life in Christ, an overcoming life. You can access me there at worshipcenterradio.net slash destinyu, or also you can go to my website, richdarnell.co, where not only I have other article, you know, messages of, uh, of, of teachings of empowerment, but I have articles and other prophetic insights, and I post weekly to help encourage you and help you connect with your destiny. So, can we go ahead and talk about betrayal today? You know, have my question is: Have you ever been hurt by someone? You know, very close, somebody you trusted. I'm not talking about a miscommunication or squabble, though they do hurt. And you can work through those things. What I'm talking about is betrayal. I'm talking about intentional uh, turning against and doing something to try it to hurt you, knowing it's going to hurt you without remorse. And most of the time for self-gain. That somebody has done something at your expense to gain something out of their self without remorse. 
you know, before we go too much more, I just want to talk about defining betrayal, you know. I like this. It exposes one's country, a group, or a person to danger by treacherously giving information to an enemy. The root word in the Latin is the word tradere and can mean to hand over. That's what I mean. Have you ever been felt like you've been handed over to bad circumstances or to the the lies of the enemy by other people that you entrusted or even trusted secrets of hurts and pains and it got exposed to try to defame you, to tear you down instead of building you up? You know, I, I don't know about you, but I have. And, you know, like Goliath, betrayal tries to speak in such a way as to capacitate us from being who we were created to be. You know, I think about that. You know, Goliath stood up there intimidating people with the words he said. And everybody was overwhelmed and fearful of this big man with the with the big spear, but it was the words he was saying more than what he looked like that were intimidating him. So what has been spoken against you? What is things that are going on in your mind that are in, trying to incapacitate you that are saying that you cannot do what God's called you to do? You know, I don't know, but I've had uh, these things happen to me more than once. I've been blindsided by it. And I think the worst blindside is when it was hurt, you know, a, 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 a intentional hurt, you know, and it's by somebody, whether it's a spouse, a sibling, or a friend. I'm not talking about somebody that takes information and a secret that got a hold of it the wrong way. I'm talking about somebody you entrusted deep inside your heart to be your friend, to be there, to have your back. Instead, they stabbed you in the back. See, we are in a world that, you know, unfortunately, you're going to experience betrayal sometime in your life. I wish I could say it would not happen to you. I wish I could say that if you pray this and do this and walk close to Jesus, you'll never be betrayed. But the reality is that you will be betrayed or have already been betrayed in a very deep, hurtful way somewhere, sometime in your life. The devil is real. He uses people. And it's just a, it's a fact we have to face. So I know that so many of us would love to avoid, deny, or run from the even pain of betrayal. But we cannot. We must face it and learn how to overcome and deal with it. Like Goliath, when it tries to speak against us, we have to find that rock, that, that word of truth, that word in Christ, that, that, that revelation that God has given us individually and collectively to slay the giant and then use his own words, the very things. I love this. You know, David took Goliath's sword and cut his head off, meaning he silenced him. He took his ability away. The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and our testimony, not loving our life unto death. You know, he. so we can use the very trials, the very things that Satan tried to mean evil against us. Those can be the very springboards to slay and take off the head of the enemy. What he meant for destruction, we can mend, we can use to build for the glory of God. You know, I've noticed in my life that I've been betrayed so many times that it's caused me to have a hard time trusting people again. I don't know, maybe you're in that place, you know, that it's just hard trusting. You know, it's hard opening up your heart. It's hard sharing, you know, your struggles, your fears, uh, 
even maybe your dreams, what you want to do because of what's happened to you by other people. You know, I wanted to trust God, you know, and, and, and people. I wanted to be open, but what instead I found myself just wanting to hide in a cave, close my heart, and just go out and serve the Lord. You know, I would go out and help people. I would minister. I would pray for people, even people that had been hurt and abused and see them get set free. But, I was, but at the same time, I was still in the prison of betrayal of my own self. You know, seeing the power of God move in other people's lives with the very thing I was believing to get set free in my own life. You know, and that sometimes even became discouraging. But I just, I, I couldn't quit doing what God called me to do. You know, there's so many emotions tied with betrayal. You know, there's anger at the person. Then there's anger at yourself. You know, I think these are the two primary emotions that we can, you know, shame, guilt, fear, anxiety, I mean, all that. But it, it, the root get to these things, I, I think, is anger, you know. And that's what I've experienced when I've been betrayed, you know, the injustice of the situation demands justice. When you've had something unjust done against you, when somebody's lied, stolen, cheated on you, you know, it demands justice. And, and we can begin to war within ourselves because justice is demanded. But when we're in anger and bitterness, which can come out of that unresolved anger, we can want justice the wrong way. See, the demand for justice is not wrong. But it's how we handle this demand that will either empower or disempower us. In our day-to-day -day activities. You know, I believe that this war that we can wrestle with inside ourselves can manifest in two ways. One, we can blame the person who hurt us. And we rehearse over and over the wrong done to us. And we want revenge. We want to get even. We pray to God to get them, you know. While injustice does demand justice to be served, God has a different way of administering justice than we often think it should be done. You know, we want God to go and take them out and take everything from them and prove that we're right. And God wants to forgive them and release them from the, the, the judgment of their mistakes and reconcile the relationship, right? That's what he desires. You know, and then through that, blaming the person, rehearsing, whether you know it or not, you actually were, were sowing into what will turn from a sour situation to a bitter situation, and then you'll become imprisoned. And you know what I find so fun, so fun is the, the prison of unforgiveness and anger and unresolved you know, bitterness. It normally can hold you captive, but the person that actually hurts you is free. They're walking around not even thinking anything of it. Sometimes they don't even think they did anything wrong because they're believing lies in their own self, thinking, you know, how many times the Pharisees thought they, when they, they had Jesus crucified, that they were doing God a favor. There are people out there that think that actually what they did against you was righteous, even though it's not. It amazes me, and these are supposed to be spirit-filled people, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, you got to learn how to let go. I love that song, uh, let it go, let it go. Anyway, I'm not going to sing, right? You know, and then that, there's a part of forgiving others, right? But, you know, I, I love this when I think about it. You know, I, every time I go to a meeting lately and the people begin to speak on forgiveness and they'll say, be silent and ask God to show you who to forgive. You know, the number one person 
that God always shows me I got to forgive is not the people that hurt me, it's myself. See, we oftentimes blame ourselves. You know, we see all the signs of how the person was using us or going to use us. We denied it inside ourselves because we valued the person or the affirmation they brought us. You know, we wanted to be accepted. So we chose to trust when our instinct said not to trust. Something inside says, don't open up, don't do this, don't go there. But yeah, God's forgiving and loving. I give grace. We'll justify it by even using scripture sometimes. And, and, And then when the situation arises and the betrayal happens, we have a hard time forgiving ourselves and even trusting our own selves again. See, both of these manifestations hold the person who was betrayed captive, not the person causing the betrayal. And while we can, through our own willpower, move on and push past betrayal, this will not make anyone free. See, the soul carries the scars. The hurts and pains of betrayals is deep, you know, it's deeply embedded within it. These scars, though, when touched, can become trigger points that will cause issues to surface in future relationships. I want you to remember this and hold on to this. You cannot heal the soul by the soul. Humanism tries to buy willpower and choice alone to overcome circumstance. But you cannot, that will, intellect, emotions, those are your soulish realm. And the soul cannot heal the soul. So if I cannot be healed or made whole just by my choice alone, though it's part, choosing to forgive is, is part of it, but that is not what brings the fullness of the healing. That can relieve me in a perplexed position because I'm told I got to choose. My choice is my choices, right? And you'd be like, wait a second here. If I just choose to do what right, that's not going to bring my healing. No, it's the beginning of opening the door to the healing. You know, I've been there, you know, when I've been perplexed and overwhelmed with thinking, wait a second here, if I just choose this and I just choose and I kept choosing the right thing, but I'm still hurting, I'm still broken, why is that? And it actually took me into deep depression. But I have good news when with this revelation. What I'm sharing today is going good news that you can be healed and restored. And you can be healed and restored from betrayal. And this first starts by admitting you've been betrayed, that it even exists. See, but what is betrayal? besides just turning you over to your enemies. It's the result of sin. See, sin is more than immorality of what we call sexual fornication, lying, cheating, stealing. You know, sin is just simply missing the mark. You know, um, we can, you know, it's not acting in a proper way in a relationship. That's what it is. When we don't act righteous or act the way God designed us to act in a relationship, a husband and wife, uh, uh, children and, and, and parents, siblings, you know, in relationships, when we don't act the way God designed it to, to function, it causes pain and it's sin. You know, and we got to call sin, sin. And quit justifying, well, I was hurt. God knows my heart, whatever. No, quit justifying what God calls wrong and say, God, you know what, this is wrong. You know, help me. Give me grace to overcome it. Forgive me and cleanse me, you know. That's what we need to do. See, the first betrayal we find even recorded in history was when Adam betrayed God. We see that Adam gave what God had given him to Satan. See, he turned what uh, he turned the gifts of, of life and the gifts of restoration, the gifts of hope, all these gifts that God gave Adam, he gave over to Satan. 
And what did God do? When the betrayal happened, did he kill Satan? I mean, not Satan. Did, did he kill Adam? Did he take Adam out? No. How did God handle betrayal? We see in Genesis chapter 3, verses 21, we see that God made coats out of animal skins. See, the only way to make a coat out of an animal skin is the animal has to be killed. That means blood had to be shed. We see the principle. This is the key I want you to get out of this. That sin is a spiritual matter, and that means it has to be dealt with in the spiritual realm before the soul can be restored, and God's way of dealing with sin is only by blood. You cannot atone or deal with or remove sin just by saying, I'm sorry. You have to confess it as sin God's way and use the blood of Jesus, right? That's the only way. See, in the Old Testament, you know, when they slew, they slew animals, they sacrificed animals, sheep and doves and goats and all this to cover sin. But that's the problem with the Old Covenant, it keeps you in a relationship with God, but it doesn't heal the soul. See, it, 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 it just covered the sin. It didn't take away the power of sin. It only allowed you to stay in relationship with, with God, which is in a form. But it did not restore them back to the original plan. See, what I want to talk about is God is wanting to restore us back to the original plan we had before sin came in the earth. You know, a simple analogy can go like this. If you're dirty from working on a farm all day and you go to bed without taking a shower, you know, what's going to happen? The sheets of the bed will cover the dirt and sweat. They do not take away the filth and stench from your work body, right? They don't clean you up. So you must be cleaned up before you're covered up to be fully restored. You know, matter of fact, if you're all dirty and filed, even though you're covered up, you're, you're still defiling what you're underneath what's being covered, right? As I said, the only way that God has designed sin to be dealt with is through blood sacrifice. The good news is that through Jesus Christ, we have access to a new covenant that does not cover our sin. See, it doesn't just cut it, but takes it totally away. When we accept Jesus, not only are we forgiven of sin, but we are cleansed from all unrighteousness. We will find in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 4, says, because of the blood of bulls and goats, it's powerless to take away sin. See, it just covered it, right? But in verse 14, chapter 10 of Hebrews says, For by a single offering he was forever completely cleansed. He, and let me read For by a single offering he has forever completely cleansed, perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. By one offering he did not cover, but he cleansed them from sin. See, so if your soul has been imprinted by the sin of betrayal, with this insight is how do I deal with that impression of my soul? How am I to overcome it? See, it's not just about covering to say I'm sorry. It can actually, the very pain and memory, the very affliction that's like a thorn in your side can be removed. And like sin is like the dirt I, I talked about in, uh, earlier. You know, we all have dirty laundry, right? Even our bodies, we use water to clean the laundry or clean our bodies when we take showers. See, the Word of God is, is, is represented by the Word, right? Water, is, a lot of times in the Bible, is represented by the Word of God. So when we use the Word of God, it's powerful. And it helps us identify sin and begin to remove sin 
right, or cover sin or, or, or not hide behind what God calls a sin, but it doesn't cleanse us. You can clean and measure with water, but it will not get it all the way out of your clothes. It won't get dirt all the way. You need soap. You need something more than water. You need soap. And in this instance, so in the natural, if we need soap to remove the dirt, in the scriptures, the word of God is, we want to talk about what is God, maybe you want to say the soap is in scriptures, the blood of Jesus. See, to become clean, we must first agree with the word of God of sin, and then once we committed it, stop it, right? And then to be cleansed from it, confess it, and ask God to cleanse us from it, right? See, sin is actually just missing the mark. See, it's like an arrow that's been loosed by an archer. That's what I want you to get back to, sin. We hate talking about that word because we feel condemned. God doesn't condemn us, but he does say it's sin. So what is sin? It's nothing more than missing the mark. See, when we act or acted upon in a way that God never intended, that is sin. And it damages our soul. But when we agree with the word of God, the water will start the process of becoming clean. And then when we use the blood of Jesus, it has a way of restoring the soul. This is supernatural. This is not something that you can logically explain. It's something you only experience when you've done it and you've encountered it and you've chosen by faith to say, God, I'm going to take you to your word. It said, boldly become what? For, to the throne of grace through the blood of Christ to receive mercy. You can't even receive mercy without the blood of Jesus. You know? So you can be forgiven, as I said, but not clean. You know, it says 1 John 1, 9 says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he's faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, that meant to dismiss our lawlessness, and continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, everything not conforming to his will and purpose, thought, and action. See, you must understand that you are not only to forgive the person, but you can also ask God to cleanse them. This is deep because we have been called to be priests. It, it, you know, it's, we, we have a priesthood of what a believer. So I don't want you, I want to hit on this really quick, even for yourself or for others that hurt you, it, is when you can't change somebody's choices. But, Jesus is forever liveth to mediate, to intercede at the right hand of the Father, to mediate. That means to stand between us. And we've been called to be like Jesus. So when somebody betrays us, we can stand and say, God, I know that they have a greater destiny. There's something freeing in this. When somebody's hurt you and you begin to move by faith, I choose to forgive them. I ask you to cleanse them from all this iniquity and this stuff, from this lying spirit, whatever it is, by the blood of Jesus, that your love will overnight. When you begin to pray and intercede in this way, when you begin to stand the gap and you begin to pray with the heart of the Father like this, you will begin to see something happen. You'll begin to even see the people uh, shift sometimes. I mean, think, nobody wants to be ugly, to be honest. So we need to understand these principles so that we can begin to move in the supernatural power of God, not just the intellectual power of God. It's all about agreement. See, Satan wants you to agree with the bitter roots. See, that's what everything. See, God cannot do nothing unless you agree with him. Satan cannot do nothing with you and agree. Both of them are looking for agreement. And if you agree with, with what God says is truth, 
you'll move in freedom. You agree with what Satan says is truth, what he's, which is a lie, but he calls it truth. You're going to move in bitterness. So you need to check your heart. If you're bitter and angry, then you're agreeing with a lie. Even if the person did it, I'm not deny, you're not denying the person did what they did, but they didn't operate in the truth of what God says their destiny was or the person they really are. They operated in agreement with what Satan said they were. So you need to stand and, and become thankful. You know, it says the will of God is to give thanks in all things. I mean, Paul says, thank my God and remembrance of you. Philippians 1.3. This is one thing I want you to realize is when you're dealing with betrayal and being healed, especially from yourself, forgiving yourself, thanking God that you're forgiven, thanking God for the other person. Every time you remember them, what they did, begin to say, God, I thank you that they're your child. If you can't think of anything good they've done or anything positive about it, just thank God that they created them with a destiny. Begin to be thankful for who they are, not what they're acting like. Amen? Because if you're going to agree what they're acting like, you're going to agree with what Satan says they are, and it's going to disempower you. But when you become thankful and rejoice by faith, remember that your emotions may not be there yet. But because God said do it in his word and you choose to obey, something good is happening. Even if we do not see it in our time, God has his time for the goodness to manifest. And it will come to pass in his time. Not our time. His time, not our time. So remember this as we close. Ask God to forgive and cleanse you from whatever you've done or the other person did. Begin to thank God for who they are. Begin to thank God for who you are. Begin to thank God for his mercy and his goodness. Just begin to thank God that we're not judged according to what sin has caused us to do, but we can be judged according to what he says we are when we agree with it. And, 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 and know that if you're striving, you might make some mistakes. You might fall in the same sin a few times as you're beginning to walk out. God understands that. That's why he has the blood to heal and cleanse. But when you're clean, when that whole, that wholeness that comes to confessing the power of the blood of Jesus and you keep your mind, a mind state on Jesus or the word of God is kept in perfect peace. When you keep your mind on what God's things do, which is the blood and what the blood paid for, there's a peace that comes in because we have a covenant of peace through the blood of Christ. So I just want to pray for you right now and ask the Father to release his love, his peace over you. Father God, in Jesus' name, forgive us of our doubt and unbelief. Forgive us of making bad choices. Each individual knows the choices they made this week or the things they did, the times that they uh, bowed to the pain and memories of the hurts and fears and did things they didn't want to do. I ask that you forgive and cleanse us from all rights. We confess that we have done things not according to your word. We've done things to please others and not you. And I ask, Father God, that you now forgive and cleanse us and make us whole by the blood of Christ and let your peace come upon us and guide our hearts for this rest of this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Remember, if you can go to worshipcenterradio.net slash destinyu, 
where you can hear me from 4 p.m. 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday and Thursday. Also, you can go to my website, richdarnell.co. No, just by signing up and receiving my weekly uh, postings, you will receive a free gift called Wealth of the Kingdom. On a, It's a free downloadable file, an MP3 file. Uh, and I've got all kinds of people speaking on concepts of biblical wealth. And it's just a very powerful tool that you, would really be a blessing. So please go and do that. You know, also, you know, pray. We could use some partners. If you would like to partner and help sponsor us as we take this message of the goodness of God through Jesus Christ in the world, please go to our website, richardarnell.co, click on Donate. Or for the radio show, you can sponsor me by going to worshipcenterradio.net slash destinyu and click on Sponsor. But know this, until the next time we meet again, be encouraged, be blessed, be empowered with the love of God, and know that destiny is inside an awakening in you. You have been listening to Destiny You with Rich Darnell, a place where we make dreams become a reality. For more resources by Rich, please go to www.richdarnell.co. Be blessed, be empowered, be you. Destiny.